Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is Tyler here with you tonight. Uh, JP is going to take a little break. We just couldn't seem to make things line up for him and I to both get together at the same time. So you guys get another Tyler-centric episode, which hopefully is not that bad. Last week, um, I couldn't think of a Jeff Lemire title that John and I were talking about. Um, I did look it up. I was thinking of two different books, actually, uh, one of them being Essex County and the other one being The Nobody. Uh, since I'm by myself tonight, I thought it would be a lot of fun to just do a Jeff Lemire-centric episode since I'm such a big Jeff Lemire fan and John's really not. So since he's not here, I get to decide. So since I brought up Essex County... I'd start with that one. And I think we're going to end with Black Hammer. That's his newest ongoing series. Uh, but if you haven't heard of Essex County, it's really worth a listen. Um, you know, just a description from Amazon. Where does a young boy turn when his whole world suddenly disappears? What turns two brothers from an unstoppable team into a pair of bitterly estranged loners? How does the simple-hearted care of one middle-aged nurse reveal the scars of an entire community? And can anything heal the wounds caused by a century of deception? Um, yeah, that book is just... You can really feel the heart of where Jeff is from in Canada. Um, it's got a twist of um, hockey to it. You know, Jeff Lemire is a huge hockey fan. You can get it in hardcover for really not too much money and if you just want some of his slice of life stuff and not so much the superhero-y stuff like black hammer um i definitely suggest checking this out um you can get it on amazon hardcover uh for 32.89 and i'm fairly certain if you go to your local comic book store and order it it's not even close to that much um that's kind of a one and done thing. Um, but if we, well, actually it's a three part deal, but you get it in one volume. Um, so, but as far as an ongoing series that got me into Jeff Lemire, uh, years ago was Sweet Tooth. Um, if you've never heard of Sweet Tooth, it's about a boy named Gus who is actually, um, he's got antlers. So he's part deer i guess they never really say what he what he really is he looks like a deer and he has a huge sweet tooth he loves candy um he lives in the woods with his father his father is not um half animal his father is a hundred percent human um but and his dad teaches him tons of stuff about living in the woods and teaches him a lot about religion teaches him about medical care uh teaches him um, just survival, but unfortunately his dad passes away and he's left, this little boy is left with nothing, um, going for him. And his dad always said he was not to venture outside of the forest, but, um, you know, Sweet Tooth decides to head out. Um, so sometime after Gus's father died, uh, there were some strange men that came into Gus's area to capture him. Um, out of nowhere, uh, this big burly dude named Jeopard comes in and um, saves Gus, really, and promises to take him somewhere safe. Um, 
Gus goes with them, but reluctantly. And the only reason he does go with them is because he's lonely. Uh, he's been all alone since his dad died. Um, along the way, they encounter tons of problems, um, some of which have been these hybrid cultists. And they try to kill Jeopard and Gus, but uh, in the end, Gus saves him. He gets the nickname Sweet Tooth from Jeopard uh, by eating all of Jeopard's candy and food stash. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, he, he just gorges it down. Um, they also rescue a whole bunch of women from a prostitution ring. Um, totally random, but it, it makes the story. It's really awesome. Um, but in the end, Jeopard actually betrays Gus to a scientific facility. He um, turns him in in place of getting his wife's bones back that these people had. Uh, they had his dead wife's carcass, and he wanted them back. So he turned in Gus um, for um, his wife. Uh, but it turns out that there's a mysterious plague that has been wiping out humanity, and that leader of that facility that um, Gus was brought to, um, his name is Abbott, and along with a scientist, Dr. Singh, uh, they think the half-human, half-animal children have something to do with that uh, mysterious plague. Um, later on in a flashback, we learned Jeopard was a former hockey bruiser who protected his wife in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, you can see the theme of hockey brought back into the book. Uh, like Essex County, um, Jeff Lemire is really into hockey. Um, before she died, though, uh, Jeopard's wife, Louise, revealed that she was actually pregnant. And um, yeah, Jeff relents when a militia led by Abbott offers protection to these two. Um, however, it was a ruse, and Abbott and Singh began experimenting on pregnant women and hybrid babies to find a cure for this plague. Um, they also keep Jeopard in a cage, um, which, when you see, if you read this um, story, you realize Jeopard is a huge dude. So, keeping him in a cage is crazy. But. Uh, he's let go by Abbott's brother, Johnny, um, who is pretty much just a guard at the facility. And Johnny tells Jeopard that his wife has died, and Jeopard goes on a rampage through the whole facility. Um, but he actually is recaptured, and Abbott lets him out of the camp um, and explains that he can have his wife's remains back if he brings a hybrid child back to him. So this this is kind of where our story starts, where Jeopard is catching Gus and pretending to be his friend only to betray him and throw him to Abbott to get his wife back. Um, during his incarceration, Gus um, makes friends with the other hybrid children that live there. Uh, there's a pig girl named Wendy. There's a half feral groundhog kid named Bobby. And then there's another be another, <laughs> another beer, another deer uh, boy named Buddy. Um, Dr. Singh, though, he hypnotizes Gus and he goes deep into Gus's memory to find out the truth about his birth. Um, 
he makes a discovery that Gus's father was a lunatic and may have been responsible for the whole apocalypse itself. Um, he insists to Abbott to take him to the woods. Uh, they discover a Bible that was written by Gus's father, uh, but there is no evidence of a mother. So on the way back to camp, Singh starts to believe the writings in the self-written Bible. Now, Gus has always grown up feeling that is and being told that his mother has died, and it's becoming more and more apparent that um, his father made this up. Um, <clears throat> Jeppard, meanwhile, is starting to feel really guilty, um, and he has really just kind of gone off the deep end, and he decides to go re-rescue Gus. Um, he decides to recruit those a couple prostitutes that he helped save, uh, Becky and Lucy, and then also hundreds of hybrid cultists. Um, with the help of Abbott's brother, Johnny, um, they help all of the kids escape. And although Gus is forced to kill a lost alligator child who had gone feral, um, he still is able to move forward and get out with the kids. Um, the weird part is, though, that Gus and Jeppard share an identical dream. Um, I assume it's about Alaska. Um, we don't really know what's going on there. And at the end, there's a battle um, and an intervention of Johnny that allows Jeppard and the women to escape with the children and Dr. Singh, who insists on coming. I think uh, Dr. Singh was having a change of heart um, regarding... Um, Abbott, I think that's the guy's name. Um, and then uh, we don't really know what happens to Buddy, the other deer boy. Um, we're assumed he's lost to the murderous hybrid cultists. And around that same time, uh, the reader is made to think that Jeppard is his father. Uh, we don't know that for sure because we never saw what happened with Jeppard's wife after, um, while she was being experimented on and Jeopard was in a cage. Um, but despite all this, the group tends to rally together and um, they realize that Buddy is taken by Abbott, who murders the head cultist. Uh, but somehow that headmaster is now friendly and sympathetic towards the injured moaning boy, um, meaning Buddy. Um, by the end of the story, Gus, Jeppard, Becky, Lucy, Wendy, Bobby, Johnny, and Dr. S Dr. Singh uh, stumble across this really crazy dam that people have been living in, and they move in only to discover those people are crazy. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to give away the ending of the whole series, but um, it's probably about 10 volumes. Um, that's just me guessing. I would definitely suggest checking that out well worth the price of um, getting all of them um, and although the stories are initially set in Nebraska somewhere in the Midwest um, I have read that the landscape is also um, inspired by Lemire's home of Essex County so it, you know another tie back to one of his earlier books um, <clears throat> This is also, Sweet Tooth has also been compared to uh, Tom Truman's Scout War Shaman and um, had an influence by Robert Corbin's A Boy and His Dog. Um, so I definitely recommend checking this out if you're into Jeff Lemire's 
kind of own personal sci-fi story. It's very cool. Um, one of his other stuff that um, I've been reading uh, that I have read is Royal City. Um, again, kind of a slice of life thing. Um, it's about a family whose boy, Tommy, has died. And Tommy has made it a point to visit each one of his family members um, almost to help guide them through their um, misery, their their mourning um, of Tommy being gone. Uh, this one is still ongoing, so I would definitely suggest um, picking up Royal City. Um, the first volume of it, um, Tommy is dead, and we're seeing him as a ghost of sorts visiting all of his family members, and he finds out things about his parents that he really wishes he didn't know. The second volume um, starts off when Tommy was still alive. So that's really cool. We get to go back in time and and figure out where Tommy's at. Now, I haven't got up to the point where Tommy actually dies, but I suspect that's coming up soon. Definitely get out there. I really don't know if it's available in comic form anymore, um, Royal City number one, but the trade is out there. It's definitely worth reading. It is... Um, Again, what I call a slice of life type thing. There's no, aside from Tommy coming back as a ghost, there isn't any supernatural aspect to it. No superheroes, no um, strange hybrid creatures. Um, it's really just about family and how they cope together or they don't, you know. Um, I found most of the book pretty sad. Uh, it takes place mostly in the mid-90s. And the cool thing about it is that at the end of each issue, Jeff Lemire has left a um, list of songs that would go on a mixtape that he would make for that issue. So, um, And then there were a few issues where instead of the regular cover, there'd be a cover that was reminiscent of a 90s um, pop album. Um, I know there was one that looked like Hole. Um, I believe the album was Pretty on the Inside. And then there was one for the uh, blue cover of Weezer. Um, there was one to look like Siamese Dream from Smashing Pumpkins. Um, so, yeah, collecting those covers is a lot of fun. Um, it's just really a great book. Um, to just kind of see how this family is surviving without Tommy. Um, the series, like I said, follows, they're the Pike family. They follows the family who live, their town, they live in Royal City where the ghost of their young um, brother, son, uh, Tommy, is literally haunting them at all, haunting them all and holding them all back from moving on with life because he's always there. Sometimes they can't really see him, but they know he's present. It's a great um, jumping on point if you've never read Jeff Lemire. Um, from what uh, JP feels that uh, Jeff Lemire is hit or miss. And personally, I love Jeff Lemire. Um, so I'm always going to recommend picking up anything Jeff Lemire. Uh, what else? What should we cover next? Um, there was a kind of a one and done graphic novel um, called The Nobody. The cover for this is really cool. Um, it's a man 
um, completely wrapped in gauze, and then on top of that, he's wearing sunglasses. Um, and you see this really shady motel in the background. Um, yeah, I mean, it was first published. It was never published in issues. It was um, always meant to be a graphic novel, and it was first published in hardcover by Vertigo. <clears throat> it came out in, like, 2009, uh, I believe. Um, it's really... A for you know a retelling of I don't know if you're familiar with H.G. Wells, but it's definitely a, a retelling of the Invisible Man, and uh, the the Bandaged Stranger is now a modern day drifter. Um, his presence in the small town, it's a fishing village, creates kind of a frenzy that um, exposes the what I would call the scarred underside to their own secrets. Um, Lemire himself believed that H.G. Wells's character was an ideal way to explore themes of identity, uh, rural life, community, and paranoia, which all of those things together really stand out in this book. Um, in I'm going to read here, in a review for Oregon Live, Steve Dewan said there was a lot to like about The Nobody, but that it was not as good as Lemire's previous work as Six County. I disagree with that. I think... The Nobody is actually better than Essex County. <clears throat> and to be honest, Essex County is a bit on the boring side. Uh, so I would not start with that one um, when trying to decide if you're going to um, pick up any Jeff Lemire stuff. Um, but a little background about it. It takes place in 1994. Uh, the mysterious drifter's name is John Griffin. He enters this town of Largemouth. As he walks around town, uh, people from town are shocked and somewhat disturbed by his appearance because he's wrapped head to toe in bandages and he wears pitch black goggles over his eyes. Um, he eventually gets to the local motel and requests a room, but his uh, appearance scares the innkeeper, um, whose name is June, June Jocks. Uh, but a few days later, June tells others at uh, Big Reg's diner um, how she met with Griffin, um, but she's only met with skepticism by the other patrons. Uh, Reg, who is the owner of the diner, is sitting there with Teddy, uh, Teddy, quote-unquote, Henfrey, another uh, local tough, and they try to reason with her that um, <clears throat> Griffin can't be as bad as she says he is, although she tries to explain that his secretive nature is very suspicious. Uh, get out there, pick it up. Like I said, um, it's a one and done story. I believe it's available in paperback, but, um, get the hardcover. Everybody, uh, hardcovers are way better. They last longer and they just look cooler and, you know, spend the little extra dough for some good stuff for your, um, for your collection. Uh, one of the series that I'm not going to cover very much, but I'll just mention, is with Scott Snyder, Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder. Uh, I believe it's called Life AD, um, or AD Life, something like that. And it was a pretty convoluted story. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, all three volumes of it are kind of a large format scale, so they didn't really fit well on my, on my shelf of comics and, uh, you know, Am I glad I bought them? Sure. But, um, you know, you're not missing much if you're not, if you're not going to buy it. 
Uh, which brings us to Lemire's most current and probably most popular series right now, uh, Black Hammer. So Black Hammer is um, kind of a it's kind of a superhero story. Um, takes play okay t- t- ten years in the future. So ten years ago, these superheroes um, saved the world, and then they were mysteriously taken to another reality where they were um, stuck on this farm. Um, now these guys have to live normal lives because they can interact with the townspeople, but they are unable to leave the town. Uh, the superhero uh, Black Hammer, he tried, and he was instantly destroyed. Um, I'm reading here that Jeff Lemire originally conceived of Black Hammer back in 07, and he was intending to draw the story himself after the end of Essex County. Um, But in 2008, he pitched it to Dark Horse, uh, who Dark Horse now um, produces it for him. Um, I think it's a great book. I'm really enjoying it. The first volume is out in trade paperback, which explains where everybody came from, um, what their superpowers were, how they are hindered by not being able to use them anymore now that they're on the farm and they can't really use them because they don't want to give away their identities of who they really are because in this reality there are no superheroes um but we still don't know how they ended like why they're stuck we don't understand why they can't leave the farm and you know it's just this you know group of people who are forced to come to um come together as a family type and they don't want to there are several members of their group that just don't want to be part of the group but they have no choice and um the main character um who's trying to get them all kind of um rallied together to create this family setting um he's kind of fighting a losing battle there's been actually a few spin-off titles. Uh, one of them is the War, the World of Black Hammer, and then um, this one's kind of fun. I haven't actually read it yet, but Sherlock Frankenstein um, is a spin-off as well as Doctor Star and the Quantum Age. Um, I actually just started reading um, the newest uh, Black Hammer saga, which is Black Hammer: Age of Doom, but. Um, I kind of feel like I need to go back because I never read the spin-offs of Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil or Dark Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. So when I head back to the comic store this week, I'm going to look for those on paperback and try to uh, pick those up. Um, from what I'm seeing is that the Black Hammer, the event, it's called, um, came out in paperback trade paperback in december of 17 and then the current one black hammer age of doom will be available as a collected edition january of 19 um the frankenstein and legion of evil has yet to be out that looks like it's going to be may 9th of this year and then dr star and the kingdom of lost tomorrows will be out in october of this year um really cool story lot going on i definitely recommend picking it up um if you can't tell uh jeff lemire is all over he loves to mix it up from 
you know, just small town slice of life stuff to trying his hand at definitely sci-fi creature feature with um, Sweet Tooth. Um, you've got a definite sci-fi story with Life AD. Forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. I don't have it right in front of me. And then this superhero story, which reminds me a lot of Watchmen, where there has been superheroes. You know, they're, they're, they don't get to do their, their thing anymore. And them having to cope with life after uh, being superheroes. So it's very much Incredibles-like and um, Watchmen and, I don't know, get out there, read it. It's it's awesome. Uh, that is pretty much going to do it for me. Um, again, I apologize. JP is not here. Um, he had something going on this weekend uh, with his lady. They are getting married, so they've got a lot of wedding plans that they're trying to do as well as... Um, uh, just finding time to spend together. So, and I could totally get that. Um, we, we, he and I have always had a, um, unwritten rule that friends and family come first and this podcast comes second. Uh, as much as I love doing this podcast and I hate those annoying beeps. Sorry about that. Um, these podcasts come second. Um, I love them to death, but in the end, we've both got families. You know, I've got kids. Um, I've got a wife, job. Uh, same thing with JP. He's got a girlfriend, a wedding on the way. And, you know, he's very, he's a very busy guy. He's very busy on the internet. Um, he's got this show and he also does a video show for the um, comic store he works at. Um, so, you know, uh, hope you guys like this episode. Um, doesn't have the witty banter when it's just me talking into my microphone. And I'm actually in my house, um, which is a very drafty house. So do you hear that? That was a semi going past my house. Um, you know, I'm not in our normal recording space. Um, so it's going to sound a little bit different. Um, I'm up in my uh, man cave, I guess you'd call it, where I'm surrounded by comic books and art supplies and um, sitting right next to the window. So, uh, And I live on Main Street, so anytime a cop car, ambulance, semi-truck, whatever goes by, uh, this mic, being a sensitive mic, will definitely pick it up. Um, but hey, hope to see you uh, guys this year at the Supercon. Uh, we're having a con here in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, coming up, and it's spelled S-I-O-U-X-P-E-R-Con. So Supercon is in Sioux Falls. Um, so um, I hope to see you guys there. Um, I'm going to be walking around, um, being a man on the street, getting pe- getting quotes from people, seeing what they think, um, hopefully make a cool podcast out of it. Um, and I think John's actually going to be there working a booth for the store he works at. Um, and then... Another idea is we were thinking about doing is setting up a meet and greet. Uh, if you enjoy this show and want to get together with us and we could do a, a fun live show somewhere, um, that's an idea we've been tossing around. Uh, or if you're a comic creator and want to come on and discuss your new comic or discuss the comic you've already produced, um, send it our way. And, and, you know, if we enjoy it, we'd definitely love to have you on. Um, 
as you've probably heard in the past, even guys that we passed on, eventually we brought them back onto the show so they could tell their side of the story as to why they wrote what they wrote. Um, specifically, I'm talking about Eric from Alien Toilet Monster. Um, yeah, we had a great talk with him. So if you've got something you want us to check out and hopefully um, be on the show to, um, you know, rant and rave about it, awesome. We'd love to do that, but be prepared. We will tell it like it is, and we do not sugarcoat. This is a review show, so we're going to review your material. Um, but, yeah, get out to our website, smashandgrabcomics.com or smashandgrabcomics.com and that's uh, smash the letter N grabcomics.com um, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher wherever you get your podcasts from leave us a comment um, it might seem like a little thing but a rating um, even a high one they mean so much They that's how people on iTunes can find us so get out there leave a comment um, let us know how bad we're doing how good if you actually think we're doing good great um if we're doing horrible i totally understand um yeah what else what else fuck me what else um yeah visit our facebook page um i'm always on there visit our instagram um again i'm always the mediator there so um check us out um i'd love to hear from you and i pretty much respond 100 percent um, if you guys don't know our dynamic, um, I really think of John as the talent of the show. I mean, he's so energetic and he's just always this bright spot that brings our shows to life. And unfortunately, me being the tech guy, I own all the equipment. And so when we are unable to get together, unfortunately, you guys get me, which I don't mind doing it, but I mean, let's face it. John is way more animated than I am. Um, but it is what it is. So for smash and grab comics, this is Tyler. And I hope you guys have a great week. John and I will be back together on Saturday. See ya. <laughs>